0: Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotr.b.org and may God continue to bless you. Hallelujah. If you feel comfortable with it, grab someone by the hand. I know it's COVID season, but we you feel comfortable with it. Grab someone by the hand. If you don't feel comfortable with it, that's okay. Just find a place, find your heart, find your mind. find some part of your body. If you're in your at home in your COVID cell with your family and you feel comfortable with it, find grab someone by the hand. Just find someone that's connect with life, connect life to life, connect spirit to spirit. As we praise our God, let's remember that we praise in community. Connect spirit to spirit. Connect life to life. Remember the person whose hand you're holding the person that you're thinking about right now is a miracle from God. They've gone through some things this week and God's brought them through every trial and every tribulation. God's brought them through everything that could have taken them out of here. God's kept them just like he's kept you. God's watched over them just like he's watched over you. So in this moment right now, if you don't mind, just giving God praise for your neighbor. Giving God praise for your neighbor. Giving God praise for allowing them to be carried through many dangers, toils, and snares. And if it's you whose hand you're holding your own hand, you're touching your own body, give God praise that he still allows blood to run warm in your veins. He's still the keeper of your mind. He's still the joy of your salvation. He's still the lover of your soul. Hallelujah. We lift our hands. We lift our hearts, we lift our voices in praise to you. Hallelujah. He's worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah 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 come on praise him praise him praise him for what he's done for you for what he's doing for you for what he's helping you praise him he's carrying us he's helping us whoa Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for this neighbor whose hand we're holding. We thank you for loving them like only you can love them. We thank you for keeping them like only you can keep them. We thank you, Lord, that no stray bullet found them in the streets or in their home. We thank you, God, that you've watched over your word to perform it in their lives. And I ask God, we ask God today that you would continue to bless them. Continue to encourage them. Continue to keep them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll open their ears, open their hearts, open their minds to receive what the Spirit is saying to us as your church today. We'll thank you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Thank God. I said thank God. Clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Holy God, we bless you. Genesis chapter 1, verses, hallelujah, hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse 20. Through 23 We've got to get back to community, saints. We've got to get back to community. We've got to get out of this isolation mode and get back to this idea where God has connected us in heart and in mind and in spirit. Knowing that we are a part of the body of Christ. And God is moving not just for us individually, but for us collectively as a body. Collectively as a body. And as God loves us, he gives us strength, gives us strength to love each other. So as you pray this week, don't forget about your neighbor. Don't forget about those that you haven't seen for a long time in worship because they're still here. They're still, God's still working on their lives. Genesis chapter 1, verse 20 through 23. And God said, let the waters swarm with the swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea This conversation that we're going to begin today on this Sunday morning, the title is Multiply. Multiply. God, we thank you for your word. I ask that you would continue to be here in spirit and in truth. Allow for your people to hear what your spirit is saying to us, and we'll thank you, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been walking through this first book of the Bible in this first chapter of the first book of the Bible, beginning in Genesis chapter 1. And it reads, in the beginning, before there was a day, that God hovered over the face of the deep. And on the first day, God created light. Before there was a sun and before there was a moon. Y'all could be finishing this one for me, right? Before there was a sun and before there was a moon, God created light, which is truth. And on the second day, God created division, and he created division. He created the firmament, the heavens above, and he created a division between heaven and earth. But even though he created division, he what? Didn't bless it. And then on the third day, God created land and vegetation and allowed for the chaos of before the day to provide order and structure for the benefit of us knowing when, where, and how to live. And then on the fourth day, we just spoke last week, God created time, and he gave us signs in time for the benefit of us understanding that the God that created time is still above time. The God that created time can modify time for his good pleasure so that we can see and know that he is still good and he is still God. But on this fifth day, God created life. And the Bible reads that God said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures. Now, this is not the first time that we see life being created. We see on the third day that God created, he created life. I'm sorry, yeah, on the third day, he created life with regard to life in in, um, land and vegetation. He created trees and he created plants. It's the first time that he created life, something that would have opportunity to praise God because the Bible says "Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And we know that just from natural science, the trees have breath. They breathe in what we breathe out, and they breathe out what we breathe in, giving us an opportunity to understand that this thing called life is interdependent. Are y'all with me yet? This thing called life is interdependent. The breath of the trees, what is waste to them is life to us, and what is waste to us is life to them. God created life first on the third day, but on this fifth day, he created life with a heartbeat. <laughs> he created life with a heartbeat. He created life that we could pick up and feel moving. He created life that allowed for us to feel what God had done. He created fish and he created birds. And this thing called a heartbeat, it, it's different from what God created with regard to vegetation. In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart. It's not just life that gives God praise, but God created birds and fish with a heartbeat so that in the process of time when people were created, we would understand that the heart is what matters. Blood sacrifice is what matters. And God created opportunity for life to flow through veins so that we would understand what it would be like for God to take life from us. We would understand what it was like for God to take life because God gave life to us. In Luke chapter 6, I said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And sometimes we confuse this abundance from the heart with this, this heart. But the abundance of the heart that Luke speaks to is an abundance of understanding in our minds. Sometimes we confuse our minds with our hearts, and we confuse our hearts with our minds, but the life that God created on this fifth day is a life that allowed for blood to flow so that God would be glorified in life and God would be glorified in death. There was going to be a time where sacrifice would be required, and God knew that there would be a time where sacrifice would be required. And God allowed for, in Genesis chapter 3, a differentiation of the sacrifice to be made between Cain and Abel. He knew that there would be a day where Jesus would have to come and sacrifice his life on the cross. And only blood would be the sacrifice that would allow for redemption of sin. So he created life that would sustain life, And then he allowed for that life to be ordered so it could be taken from us so that we would know that when Jesus died, death would be the fulfillment of life. We've got some families in our congregation that are struggling with the fact that life has been taken from them. We've got some families in our congregation some of us just recently are struggling with the fact that life has been taken from us. Some of us have been struggling for years, even decades, with this idea, this thought that life has been taken from us. And we started to blame God for the life that was taken from us, thinking that God decided to do something to hurt us. When in all actuality, what God did on the fifth day was gave us a type and a shadow of what redemption looks like. He gave life so that he knew when we were divided from him, he gave life so when it was taken, we would have an opportunity to know that we would be reconnected to him in glory. He gave us this life so that we would know that even when life is taken, He is good when he gives, and he is good when he takes away. Not only did he just give life, and he gave heart, life with a heartbeat, but he also created in this time a circle of life. See, when God created the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, he created variety in the birds of the air, and he created variety in the fish in the sea. And some of the birds that were created ate other birds, That were created. Some of the fish in the sea that were created ate other fish that were created. God created not just an ecosystem where the trees were giving us life and we were giving life back to him, but that to them. But he also created this circle of life where there was life killing other lives. There was destruction happening in the sea. There was destruction happening in the air. And we call that the circle of life, where one life takes another. And sometimes when we look at that, we we don't understand why in the world would one bird kill another bird? Why in the world would one fish eat another fish? But I looked at the statistics for Philadelphia this year. And I saw that there are 291 homicides in the streets of Philadelphia this year alone. (laughs) I look, just this year alone, there are 291 homicides in the streets of Philadelphia by gun violence just this year. And I look and I see, why in the world would God create this thing where the circle of life would require life to be taken? Why would God do that and cause so much pain for those that are walking the streets of our cities every single day. To me, it seems like God made a mistake. It seems like God did something that he he just really didn't think. I don't think that he really meant to do what he did when he allowed for life to be taken like that. But what I think God did when he allowed for the circle of life to occur is he allowed for us to realize that when sin enters into the world, this sin allows for us to at times put ourselves in a position where we want to be God instead of allowing God to be God. See, God decided to create life And allow for life to be taken. And he gave us not just a heart that beats. But he gave us minds to think. And he gave us opportunity to reason out what life should look like for us in the world today. And as God did that for us, he gave us an opportunity to decide Are you God's created being? Are you the image of God? Are you actually my enemy? Or are you my friend and God's friend? And when God gave us the ability to make decisions about other people, he gave, he gave us that ability for the benefit of us not just seeing his creation, but to see him in his creation. He gave us the ability to look, walk down the street and see that when I see you, I see the Father. When I see you, I see Jesus. And when I decide to pull out a gun and take a life that is not mine that was created, I put myself in a position where I become God and I allow, I am the savior, I am the creator, I am the redeemer, and I am the one that is the judge of the quick and the dead. Saints, there are organizations like NOMO in South Philadelphia. There are organizations like the RRCDC and Church of the Redeemer and Neighborhood Watch that are doing great work For the benefit of seeing the people in the city of Philadelphia. Lives spared for the people in the city of Philadelphia. But you know what's happening? Lives are still being taken. You want to know why? Because you and I are not doing what we're required to do. To see the circle of life protected on our streets. Yes, God created life with a heartbeat. But he gave us minds with our hearts to protect the life that he created and holds so dear. So what are you doing to protect these lives that you see on these streets of Philadelphia? What are you doing in your neighborhood to make sure that everyone that walks down your street is safe and secure, protected as an image bearer of God? God created the circle of life. He created order and he created structure. And when he created those things, lastly, he said, Be fruitful and multiply. Not only did he create them, but he blessed them. And he said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. God called for the birds to create more birds. He knew that some of the birds would consume other birds. He knew that some of the fish would consume other fish. But he said, don't let the circle stop there. He said, continue to be fruitful. And he said, continue to multiply. And later we see that he tells mankind to do the same, to create more men and more women. God did not keep the power of multiplication in heaven God delegated the power just like he delegated power and authority to protect life. He delegated power and authority to create life to us as people in the earth today. He didn't keep the power of multiplication in heaven. He delegated that power to multiply and create to every created thing. And as it is naturally so, saints, so it is spiritually so. We, as the people of God, are required to make disciples. And the way that we make disciples is we care for those that God sends our way. We care for the people that God sends to us. We ask God, what do they need for for the environment of their soul to have life and nourishment and sustainability? We ask God, how can we care for and love those that you've sent to us? Just like we ask God, how can we care for and love those that you've sent into our neighborhood? We ask God, how can we care for and love those that you've sent to our church? And God creates an environment of music ministry. He creates an environment of of ministerial care. He creates an environment of diaconate service. He creates an environment of administration and love. He creates an environment where the women get together and talk about their issues. The men get together and talk about their problems. The children get together and understand what it looks like to follow God wholeheartedly. Everybody has an opportunity to get together in their group and understand what it looks like to follow God. God wholeheartedly because he creates environment for us to be the people of God, not just out there, but also in here. Amen. And if you as a disciple of God are not operating in the authority of the king to see God's kingdom come right here and God's will being done right here, then you are not operating in this mandate to multiply. There are many people in the Lord's church that are asking, why is our church dying? (laughs) There are many people in the Lord's church that are asking, why are the numbers falling down? There are many people in the Lord's church asking, why are people not giving the way that they used to give? Well, saints, I will offer. The reason why that is is because you're not multiplying. You're not caring for the environment that God gave you to ensure that the people God sends your way are loved and valued and appreciated. You have been given life by God and you're squandering it. You're wasting it and you are throwing the life you're responsible for Away. God is calling us back to service. He's calling us back to a mandate where we love one another as Christ has loved His church. The birds do it, the fish do it. They don't have the mind that we have. They have a heart. but They don't have the understanding that we have. Meanwhile, God sends life our way and we squander it. We waste it. We throw it away. We treat it as unvaluable, not invaluable, so much value we can't ascribe to it. We treat it as unvaluable, as if it is trash to us. You sleep next to somebody and you treat them as trash to you. You come in and worship next to somebody, that's why we held hands, and you treat them as if they were your enemy. You walk down the streets of the city of Philadelphia and you treat people that you walk by as if they are your enemy. How can you multiply with hate? How can you multiply without the love? of the Father going from heart to heart and from breast to breast. Today, saints, we are called again. We are called again to this place where God wants us to love. And he wants us to love not just for the benefit of our multiplication, but he wants us to love for the benefit of our reconciliation. And I'm done. He wants us to love for the benefit of our reconciliation. There is brokenness (laughs) all throughout the city of Philadelphia. There is brokenness all throughout our world. There are people that look at other people and consider them an enemy, not knowing their middle name. You think I hate you, and you don't even know how many children I have. You think I hate you, and for some of you ladies, you don't even know the real color of my hair. (laughs) You think I'm against you, and you don't even understand that my heart is completely for you. But because of what you see with your eyes, you look and you judge. You look and you judge, and your heart is divided against me instead of allowing God to unite our hearts together in Christian love. Saints, God's not pleased. Even in the Church of Redeemer Baptist, there are are factions and schisms, and I've only been here, what, a month? There are issues and concerns, and it's causing rifts. It's causing division. It's causing life to be destroyed. You hear me? It's causing life to be destroyed. It's modifying the environment of spiritual health and care so that those that God would send our way can't come. keeping us from loving those that God has already placed here and when they don't feel loved they're not able to multiply so that God can restore us to the place that he has already defined in heaven hello somebody I'm talking to you too right there on the screen It's keeping us from allowing for the interdependence of spirit to happen so that when one person dies, we all feel it. When one person is celebrating, we all celebrate. It keeps us from a place where there's interdependence in life and in death, in joy and in celebration. And today, saints, I believe God has called us to multiply. But, 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 we cannot multiply hate. We cannot multiply pain. We cannot multiply division. I appreciate good church. I appreciate wonderful worship, bruh. You brought it. I'm with it. I appreciate it. But saints, it's time to stop worshiping over hateful hearts. I got to be a pastor today. It's time to stop worshiping over hateful hearts. It's time to stop worshiping over pain. And unrecognized feelings. It's time to stop worshiping over the things that have divided us and make it right with your brother and your sister. Yes, it is. I'm ready to. And guess what else it's time to start to do? It's time. To stop being mad at God. Ugh. Some of you have been blaming God. For your pain. For far too long. Some of you have been carrying guilt and pain. And you've been blaming God for taking what you weren't ready to not have. For far too long. Some of you have been so upset with God that you've treated him like an invisible bully. And you don't even pray because you're afraid of what he's going to do to you. You're afraid of what he's going to say to you, but you come to church every week acting like you're close and connected. Ah. You act like you're close and connected, but meanwhile, your heart is so far from him. Because you're hurt, you're afraid, and you cannot trust him with your emotions. It's not that he's not trustworthy, it's that you've lost faith. You want the benefit of your relationship with God, but you don't want the God of the benefit. You want to multiply. You want to have money and wealth and prestige and all of the things, but you don't want to acknowledge the God of the things. So you come to church and you lift your hands and you wave your hand and you clap your hands and you praise him, but then you go home and you live like you want to live. You do what you want to do. You don't pray. You don't read. You don't communicate with the king. And you don't do so because you really don't want God. You want the benefits of being with God. The time for that type of life is over. It's time for us to get to a place where real life, with real heartbeats, are actually worshiping the King. In spirit and in truth. It's not just spirit. But we've got to come to God in truth. Acknowledging where we hurt. Acknowledging where we don't understand. Acknowledging that we don't trust God. So that when we say, Lord, I believe... But help my unbelief, he can meet you right where you are and change you into his image by his spirit. He will not change you if you don't tell the truth on yourself. God wants life again. It's time for us to multiply again. But as we do so, we have to do so Honestly, 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 don't bring somebody to a God you don't love. Be careful that you bring somebody to a God that you can't trust because they're going to be looking at you and they're going to be asking you, how do you live this life in faith? And they're going to find you wanting and then you're going to try to walk and teach them something that you cannot teach because you've never received it yourself. You have a form of godliness. Ah! You have a form of godliness, but you're denying the life, the heart, the power that's running warm in your veins. The power of God. Now is not just a time for multiplication, deacon. Now is a time for the power of God to be seen. Now is the time for the power of God to be realized in spirit and in truth. The doors of this church here are open. The doors of the church. The doors of the church. The doors of the church. The doors of the church are open. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who God's talking to, but I know he's talking to somebody. I'm not sure who he's talking to, but I know he's talking to somebody. Whoever God's talking to today, I need you to respond in truth. Ain't nobody looking at you. Nobody cares nothing about you. God cares about you. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares that you have to walk down this aisle. Not in a negative way. We just care that you give your life to Christ so that we can love you and he can love you the way that only he can love you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're in your kitchen, if you're in your bedroom, if you're in your, I don't care where you are. Whatever you're doing, if God is speaking to you, respond now. If you're at home, just lift your hands or type into the screen, it's me. If you're here in this room, come right down here to the altar. Please, just respond and come right down. Jesus, 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 we need your healing. If you need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior for the first time in your life, or if you need to be forgiven of your sins and be reconciled to the Father, because you know you've walked away, just come down to the front of the room right now and receive the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. Everybody in here saved? Everybody's accepted the Lord? All right, so that's not the call. Then what the call is for is if you are one whose heart has been broken and you think it was the king that broke it, meet me here. (laughs) He wants to heal you. If you are one, whose heart has been broken and you think it was the hate of God, not the love of God that caused you to walk through that issue. Meet me here. He wants to heal you. He he wants to heal you. He wants to protect you from the enemy's voice in your mind. He wants to protect you. He wants to keep you. He wants to heal you from those thoughts and those feelings. My God, my God, my God. God. (laughs) Jesus, 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 Jesus. We can't worship if we don't worship in spirit and in truth. He wants our truth today. He wants our truth. He wants the blood that runs in our veins from our hearts to give life to us. Pure life to us. My God. My God. And if it's you that needs to find a church home you're looking for a place to worship we're not perfect we're not we're not but we're doing all right we're doing our very best to get as close to god as we possibly can and you want to walk with us on this journey meet me here right in the front of this church if you need a church home or if you need a a church home in the virtual campus i'ma keep calling it that until it's a real thing hallelujah thank you jesus In our virtual campus, just type it on the screen. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Church home, salvation, restoration, or and they're coming. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. To Praise God that Praise we God. God. welcome home. <laughs> Listen, I'm new here, so I don't know how they do it, so I'm gonna do it my way, alright? <laughs> welcome to the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. I'm grateful that, that you've decided what did you come for? We shall have She came to join the church, y'all. She came to join the church. Her and her family came to join the church. God's called us to multiply. But we've got to do so healthily. We've got to do so healthily. We've got to do so healthily. If you allow for the sins of your fathers and your mothers to go into your children without cutting it off, Then you will reproduce sin, damnation to the next generation and the next generation. But if you allow God to redeem you, God will do what God said. Praise his name. Let's go into communion.